0: Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. 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 You can see the church looks different this morning. It means we are on the move. Amen. <laughs> amen. amen. You remember when the Israelites were about to leave the land of Egypt? That night... They were ready for the move. Amen. Amen. So, can you just greet some people next to you, just wave hands to them and welcome them. And I think some you've seen a bit of time ago, but some you saw also last week. So, I'm really excited at the time that we are in right now both as an individual and also looking at it from the perspective of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Okay, so we are continuing with what we started about a few weeks ago, which is our theme for this year, Entering a New Season. And like I said, it's for the Church as a whole, the Church of the Body of Christ. For Jesus the Saviour Church as a local Church but also for you as an individual. And I believe some of us, we've already adjusted ourselves to the new season. I don't know about you. Amen. Can you ask your neighbor, are you adjusted for the new season? The new season. Because others are still <coughs> comfortable in the old past. But you need to be able to know the time that we are in right now. Jesus talks and asks people, if you are able to discern the weather, why can't you discern the change in season. So let's go together to the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 54 to 56 in the message translation. I'm starting that one there today. And we are also still going to have enough time to pray even today because we want to always be tuned to the right frequency. Luke twelve fifty-four to 56, message translation. Then he turned to the crowd. When you see clouds coming in from the west, you say storm is coming and you are right. And when the wind comes out of the south, you say, this will be a hot one and you are right. And then he says, frauds, you know how to tell a change in the weather. So don't tell me you can't tell a change in season. The God season we are in right now. Can you tell your neighbor, you know how to tell a change in weather? weather. Don't tell me you can't tell a change in season." That's what Jesus was saying. So he says things are changing. And I think when we read in the book of songs of Solomon, let's go there. You will see that when things are changing, even nature testifies to it. It talks about we can even hear the cooing of the doves. We can even hear the fragrance whispering of the flowers saying things are changing. So you need to be discerning like the sons of Isaiah. Who were able to discern the times and discern changes? You know, the times we're living in, especially with so much talk about Corona, people think it's all about Corona. Can I tell you the kingdom of God is on the move? Amen. 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 Tell your neighbor the kingdom of God is on the move. move. And we are in the last days. days. So, the book of Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 11 to 13, in the Passion Translation, it says the season has changed. I like it when seasons change. Amen. Not always that the season I was in before was a bad one. But I want something. Amen. 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 But for you, for some of you, indeed it was a bad one. And when seasons change, you say what a relief. Amen. Amen? Amen. But for some of us, whether it was not a bad one, still it's better to move from glory to glory. Growing to other levels with God and indeed him taking us higher and higher. It says the bondage of your barren winter has ended. Tell your neighbor, the barren of your barren winter has ended. Yes, I like it when my winter season ends. I like it when dry moments end. I like it when difficult moments end. So that then I can enjoy the fullness of God with a rejoicing heart. He says the rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. So it's time to celebrate. Tell your neighbor it's time, it's time to celebrate. Do you know that when you celebrate and when you sing songs of joy, songs of praise, it's not that things are working well on the outside, but you're talking at it from inside. Amen. You start unleashing the forces from within you. Tell your neighbor that there's something strong in you. And when the going gets tough, there's something more stronger in you. You just need to unleash it. So it says, the time of singing has come. So it means, even when things are difficult and all that, start singing songs of praise. Start singing songs of praise. And you start doing like the children of Israel when they were faced with the wars of Jericho. What did they do? They started marching. Praising, marching, praising, marching, praising. And what happened to the walls of Jericho? They fell down. And when Paul and Silas were in prison, what did they start doing at midnight hour? They started praising. And as they praised, what happened? Their chains broke loose. So some of you, you are still in bondage unnecessarily when you could have taken up the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. Amen. He says, the season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern the new day of destiny breaking forth around you? Tell your neighbor, it is my day. I can send my destiny already. He says, the early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding of the new vines are blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is a change in the air. That's what I was telling you. That even nature testifies that something is changing. Something is changing. Amen. Amen. And in the book of Isaiah 43 verse 19 NIV. Isaiah 43 19 Niv. He says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it spring up. Don't you perceive it? You remember that it says, Can't you discern? That things are changing. Now it here it says, I'm doing a new thing. Don't you perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So let's read it in the New King James Version. He says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Tell your neighbor, nothing is too hard for God. God. If God says, I can make rivers in the desert, it means it doesn't matter how desertish your situation is. God wants to water it. Amen. Amen you remember the dry bones that ezekiel was faced with dry bones and the word of the lord asked him son of man can these bones live? can these bones live and why did ezekiel say lord you know amen and he said prophesy to your dry bones say dry bones live again amen. so can i also challenge you prophesy to your dry bones and say dry bones live again and as you prophesy, you will see what will happen to your dry bones. Amen. So when God is doing a new thing and making rivers in the desert, it means he is making rivers even in my own deserts. And when he makes rivers in my own deserts, and that river that is also within me, wherever it goes, it brings life. Things start changing. So I want to go with you to the book of 2 Kings. So we're just connecting this to this today. That for God, things that seem difficult for people, for God they are very simple. Amen. Can you tell your neighbor things that look very difficult for you? For God is very simple. Amen. Do you know that when God created the heavens and the earth? Do you know that He planted all these trees with just one sentence? Huh? I mean imagine planting all the trees they're saying let trees appear guys do you see that power Hmm? and imagine if god had asked you and you were there before and he said we want plants and trees all over the world sure you were going to say how many years lord will that take And God says to you, it will take one sentence. (laughs) Eh? So some of the things, some of your miracles, guys, you thinking it will take years and years and years. Have you heard people sometimes saying when they are sick, and maybe they've been sick for a long time, you will hear them saying, "Ah, it goes away gradually. You know, bit by bit. What scripture is that? There's no such, such scripture. God can change things in a twinkling of an eye. Amen. 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 So it means if my God can change things in a twinkling of an eye, I've got to trust him like that. Amen. And I know he changes things. So I, want, I said I want to go with you to the book of 2 Kings chapter 3. We will read it, you will read it from verse 5 to verse 18, but I will give it to you in summary and then we'll go to the verses I want. Don't worry with space. Next week you will have more than enough space. Amen. Amen. Right time for a move. Amen. So, Second Kings three five to eighteen, Good News Translation. So, I will first tell you the story. So, it was a time when the king of Israel, Joram, felt that the Moabites who were who, the Moabites were under their reign before, during the time of their father. And now, now, when he took over, the king of Moab rebelled against him. And now he wanted to be free from the king of Israel. So the king of Israel went to the king of Judah. Because you know the tribe, the nation of Israel, it was first from Jacob, it was Jacob, and then he had the twelve sons. And then the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin formed what we call the, the 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 Judah, the tribe of they became Judah and Israel. You will always hear the king of Judah and the King of Israel. It's after they were separated. Now, he went to the king of Judah, which was Jehoi at that time, and he says, you are an ally with me. Can you join your forces with me? And we go and fight the king of Moab. And then when they wanted to go, they also joined the king of Adam. So there were three kings. So when they were going to fight the king of Moab, I want you to look at what people do. Sometimes people start things on their own, and when they get stuck, then they realize we need God. Mm-hmm. How often did you guys start things and you just go on your own but you get stuck. And all of a sudden now you realize I need God. You should have needed God from the beginning. Look at this. But when the king King Ahab, that's uh, 2 Kings chapter 3 from verse 5. I will read others and skip others. But when King Ahab of Israel died... Mesha rebelled against Israel. At once, King Joram left Samaria and gathered all his troops. That's what I was telling you. He sent word to King Jehoshaphat of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you join me in war against him? Look at Jehoshaphat. Straight away, I will. I am at your disposal. And so are my men and my horses. You know, King Jehoshaphat was a very good king, but he was gullible. He was very quick to be convinced. Do you remember the other time he nearly got killed when he disguised himself as the king of Israel? And they were looking for the king of Israel. And they wanted to kill him. And then at the end, he just escaped. Then they said, oh, are you Jehoshaphat? We thought you were the king of Israel. So they were looking for the... So even here, he just quickly says, I will, I will join you. I am at your disposal and so are my men and my horses. Now... Look, listen to this. Now they're asking each other, what route shall we take for the attack? Now Jerom, the, uh, Joram says, We will go the long way through the wilderness of Edom. Joram answered, Joram. So King Joram and the king of Judah and Edom set out. After marching seven days, they ran out of water and there was none left for the men or the pack animals. So they said, We'll go this way. And as they were going, 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 after seven days they ran short of water, they realized now they no longer have water. Now they are stuck. Look at what people do when they are stuck. He says we are done. In other translation he says we are in trouble. King Joram exclaimed, the Lord has put the three of us at the mercy of the king of Moab. King Jehoshaphat asked, is there a prophet here through whom we can consult the Lord? At least now he remembers. We need God. So he says, now that we are in trouble, by the way, that's better. At least when you are in trouble and you remember that there is a God is better. Others, they are so stubborn that even when they are in trouble, they can't remember God. So the right thing is to remember God even when you are not in trouble. Each step of the way, remember your God. But at least the middle ground is, even if you had forgotten God, but when things get tough, remember God. Some of you, when things get tough, you think that's the way to leave church. You think that's the time to leave church. Do you think when things are getting tough, is that the time to leave God? That's even when you need God more. Tell your neighbor when things are getting more difficult. difficult. That's even when you need God more. (coughs) more. Amen. Amen. Because others usually quit because the devil would intentionally he knows he will put things on your way to discourage you from your walk of faith. So when things are discouraging you, it's so that he can get hold of you. And when you are away from other brethren, he can devour you. You remember the Bible says, your adversary the devil is roaming around like a lion, seeking him who he may devour. Mm -hmm. Some of you, have you seen that the program, especially on National Geographic Channel, If the buffaloes are all together and face out, and a lion wants to devour any of them, can the lion devour any of them? They are all facing out with their horns, so like this. So they are guarding, so their backs, they are more vulnerable at the back, but they are very strong in the front. So they would be facing out with their horns out like this, and a lion cannot do anything. But the lion will roar, keep on roaring. So that whoever is afraid should jump out from others. Okay? So that's what he does, even the devil. He roars like a lion. So he will roar like that until you jump out. And when you jump out, what will will he do to you? He will devour you. So, because when you are out now, do you know that when that animal now jumps out, who covers its back? Nobody. It's vulnerable now. But when it was in the pack, other buffaloes were covering his back. Tell your neighbor, I need you to cover my back. I need you to cover my back. Amen. When the enemy wants to attack, I need you to be praying for me. Amen. Amen. I will be praying for you. I'm also facing the enemy this side. But in my back, I'm vulnerable. So I want you to pray for me. Amen. I want you to be there for me. Unfortunately, you will find Christians... When others are in trouble, that's when they are rejoicing. But now it's one less soldier. It's one less buffalo. So the lions will have a feast. So rather, even if that buffalo is limping, let's keep on helping each other. We need all the soldiers at our disposal. Amen. So they said, is there no prophet that we can consult through? And after they've gone through, then they came to, the, to prophet Elisha. When they consulted him, at first he said, You Joram and you king of, of, of uh, Adam, I don't want to talk anything about with you. Go to the prophets of your fathers. You like worshipping idols. And then Joram said, No, but we can't go because we need help. And then he said, Elisha said, If it were not for, okay, let's read that and then we'll continue. Verse 14, Elisha answered, By the living God whom I serve, I swear that I would have nothing to do with you if I didn't respect your early king, Jehoshaphat of Judah. Now get me a musician. Now guys, I want even the worship team to know this. Okay? So the man of God was going to bring a weed. He was going to seek and inquire from God. So it means even when our musicians, when you guys, you must take this as a ministry. Okay? It's not just another time in the service to buy time. Okay? It's time to help us to be tuned to that frequency. Where when we are in that frequency, we can be open to that heavenly portal. And we can start receiving from the throne. We can start getting revelations from God. So he says, get me a musician. As the musician played the harp, the power of the Lord came on Elijah, and he said, This is what the Lord says. Dig ditches all over this dry bed of stream. Even though you will not see any rain or wind, this stream bed will be filled with water, and you, you and your livestock and your pack animals will have plenty to drink. Verse 18. And Elijah continued, But this is an easy thing for the Lord to do. Okay. Now, they were in that place and the water was finished. The Bible says God makes a way where there seems to be no way and he makes rivers in the desert. So they were there and they were stuck. So he says, just dig trenches. You just dig a bit of trenches, something enough just to contain the water. Okay? So you dig a trench here, dig a trench there, you dig a trench there. And he says, overnight, you won't see rain, there will be no wind, but in the morning you'll find that it's full of water. That's my God. Amen. Amen. That's my God. So, in other words, they just did that, and in the morning there was water. How did the water come? We don't know. Because he says, You will not see wind or rain. Because usually we want the rain to come. So that then we can see that's how the water came. And he says, So when they were still thinking, How can you get water without it raining? Or without that being very deep, like it's a borehole where you get water down from down the ground? He says, no, it's such an easy thing for God. Amen. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor, the thing that to you sounds impossible, it's very easy for God to do. God. I told you how we created the heavens and the earth. And you know, look at the seas. So the Bible talks about the, the earth was filled with water, all of it. And you know what God said? Let dry land appear and let water be moved to one side. Psst, a sentence. And everything changes. That's what my God does. So even as you are entering your new season, you need also to be transformed in your mind. Where you were used to things taking years and years and years and years to happen. And you plan and think it will go there and there and there. Just declare and let your dry bones leave. Amen. 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 Start learning to move with God in his frequency. Amen. Amen. And if God says it can be done, it can be done. There was one time, let's go Go with me to the book of 2 Kings. Again chapter 6 and chapter 7 but i'll just pick verses so there was again one time i want to show you when things are changing when god says something and says things will be like this you don't have to reason because sometimes as people will reason and we miss out our miracle tell your neighbor if you keep on reasoning you will miss your miracle Because there was one man who, when the man of God had said, tomorrow there will be food here. So much food. And then the man said, uh-uh. Even if God opens heavens, they will not such a thing cannot happen. The man of God says, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not eat it. So there are many things who are missing because they don't believe. So look at this. The book of 2 Kings chapter 6. I want to paint for you the situation first. And then I want to ask you, in that situation, if God had said, tomorrow there will be food, you also might have been tempted to think like this man. 2 Kings six twenty-four to 29 New King James Version, It happened after this that ben king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for eight shekels of silver. So one, there was no food to such an extent that a donkey's head... Would would be an expensive commodity. You had to buy that. And one fourth of a cab of doves droppings for five shekels of silver. So you know when birds move away and they leave the droppings? So they would be selling that also. So that's the extent of hunger that they were in. And when they were hungry like that, they were even starting to eat each other's children. Look. Then as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him saying, Help my lord, O king. And he said, If the lord does not help you, where can I help you from? From the threshing floor or from the winepress? Then the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give me your son that we may eat him today and we will eat my son tomorrow. So when we boiled my son and ate him, and I said to her on the next day, give your son that we may eat him. But she has eaten her son. It was troublesome, isn't it? It was a troubling moment. So I'm just painting for you the picture. But that's not what I'm preaching about. I'm just showing you how bad the situation was. Now look at verse 1 of chapter 7. Then Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers of belly for a shekel. In other words, when you guys today are buying the droppings of bears and you are also buying the heads of, uh, the heads of donkeys and you are also eating each other's child, I'm telling you tomorrow there will be so much food here in the gate of Samaria. How does that sound to you? Impossible, isn't it? You would have understood if he said next year, second thing will happen. So when he said that, look at this guy. There was an officer. So an officer on his head, the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you will not eat it. Did you hear that? So in other words, don't spend a lot of your time arguing with people who don't believe. Tell your neighbor, don't spend a lot of time arguing with people who don't believe. Just tell them they will just see it with their eyes, they won't eat it. Yeah, so the man of God didn't even try to convince him and say, I'm telling you man, you must listen, God is saying this. No, he just said, "Uh uh-uh. Such people we don't waste time with them. He says you will see it with your eyes but you will not eat it. Do you know that there are so many believers who are not eating it, they are just seeing it with their eyes. Hey, I just wish uh, things would work out for me like with that one, like that one, like that one. You have it at your disposal too. You could have exercised your faith too. You could have walked in faithfulness too. Because by the way, sometimes even if you want to pray, if you are not living right before God, your prayers will will be hindered, isn't it? You know the Bible says the end of the Lord is not too short to save. Neither is his ears dull that he cannot hear, but it is your sin that separates you from your God. So sometimes when you are hitting the wall as you pray all the time and you just feel you're not getting through, just check your life and see if you're living right before God. Because you can deceive people, but you cannot deceive God. Amen. You can hide from the pastor, but unfortunately the pastor doesn't answer your prayers. You can't hide from the one who answers your prayers. Tell your neighbor you can't hide from the one who answers your prayers. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So live right. So he says, It will happen, but you will not. You you will not eat it, you will just see it with your eyes. And that's what's happening with a lot of people. They are just seeing us enjoying. Don't be one of those that just see. Be part of those that enjoy it. As we enter a new season. Move from just being a spectator of what God is doing. Be a participant. Enjoy taking part in the kingdom. Actually, as we're going to move to our place, I want that each one of you here would be active participants. The people there can be visitors. But all of us, we should be active in the kingdom of our Father. Amen. So now, I want to show you when God is doing things, When God promised you something, don't try to help him to make it happen. Just believe it. Because God can use any other thing to make your miracle come to pass. You remember the other time we were talking about the ravens? The ravens that were supposed to eat Elijah's meat, they were now there to bring him the meat. So I told you that some of the ravens that were always against you, they are going to work for you in the new season. Amen. 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 Those people whom you never thought can help come from this guy. No, they have to do it because when the Lord has commanded the ravens, they have to feed you. Even No matter how much they like the meat, they can't eat your meat. Now the season has changed. They have got to feed you. So now look at this. Verse 3. Now there were four leprous men at the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? Okay. Now it's a transition. We talked about the man of God, and the miracle that would take place tomorrow, there will be food. But now there were four men that were lepers. They said, why do we sit here until we die? Can I just ask you a question, all of you? There are situations which you are not happy about. Why do you sit there until you die? You remember I read you a scripture the other time where the Bible says for Esau, it says, you will be under the yoke of your brother. But when you get restless, break loose. You've got to come to a point where you say, I'm no more comfortable with this state of affairs. I want a change. And you break loose. Amen. 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 So the four men that were lepers, they were there all the time. But something dawned on them and they said, why do we sit here until we die? Because in essence, when there is famine, you're just waiting to die. So some of you, especially in your financial situation, just looking bleaker and bleaker and bleaker and bleaker. So why do you sit that until you do you sit like that until you die? You see, look at this. I like my God. They say, if we say we will enter into the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall but die. I like that. Let me explain to you. They had an option to sit there and continue sitting, even when the season is changing. What would have happened if they just said when the season was changing? They would have died. Okay? They said, if we sit here, we die. If we go back into the city, we die. But if we go to the enemy's camp, there are two possibilities. The enemy can kill us, but if the enemy kills us, we were dead here anyway. So we don't get a, a, a worse deal. It's like some of you, in your financial situation even, I'll give an example here with finances, because some of you you say, I can't give because if I give, I won't be able to do this and this and this. Now, even if you are given a chance not to give, are things getting better? So you can as well say, this thing is not working anyway. Amen. I can as well trust God. If it doesn't work, it was not working anyway from here. So, but if I go to God, chances are it will work. So they said, why do we sit here until we die? If we sit here, we die. If we go to the city, we die. But if we go to the enemy's camp, that's also the other thing that sometimes you do. Face your enemy head on. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Because the enemy will work through intimidating you and threatening you and then make you afraid. So he said, why do we sit here until we die? Let's go to the enemy's camp. Now five. And they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. What do you think is happening here? (laughs) The Lord is working out something, isn't it? Tomorrow is coming. Tell your neighbor, by the way, tomorrow is coming and God has not forgotten. You know, you know, if you are trusting God for something, I like my God because he does not sleep, he doesn't slumber. It's not like when you are sleeping, God all, all of a sudden has forgotten and when you wake up, he says, "Ah, hey, by the way, we had an errand to, to complete. No. God is working even when you can't see it. Tell your neighbor, God is working behind the scene even when you can't see it. Tell your neighbor, even when you are seated here in church, God is working out something for you. Tell your neighbor, your miracle is in motion. motion. Amen. Amen. You may be sitting now. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. You may be sitting here, but your miracle is in motion. So, because tomorrow was supposed to come. You remember, it was said that there will be food tomorrow here in Samaria. And whose problem is it? It's God's problem. The man of God just said what God said. And God must make sure how it happens. Now God is working out something. Because those armies, they had a lot of food there for themselves. But now, when the four lepers went there, they saw that there was nobody there. Why? And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one of the tent and ate and drank and carried no, where is that one where? No, let's go to verse 6. Yeah, I like verse 6. It says, no one was there. Why? For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So that they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us, the kings of the Hittites, the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight, and they left the camp intact. They are tents, they are horses, they are donkeys, and they fled for their lives. Amen. Amen. So, when you take a step of faith, because those men were saying, let's go to the enemy's camp. How many were they? Four. And what did the Lord do? He magnified their steps. As they were moving, I actually don't even think they were going because they probably didn't want to be heard, because they were like just sneaking into the enemy's camp. But the Lord made their feet to sound like it's horses and chariots of so big, such a big army. And now the Syrians say, sure, we can't stand this. Because the king of Israel has hired now the other kings to join him. And they are coming as a massive army. Guys, we don't even have time to take anything. Just run for your life. Don't even take food. Don't even take your donkeys. Just leave everything. Let's run away. What was happening? The miracle was in motion. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow is coming. So they ran away and left food, left everything. Now the lepers came there. When these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank. Why sit here until we die? Let's go to the enemy's camp. You will eat there. So they came, ate and drank, and they carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went out and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, we are not doing the right thing. So it seems like things were so many that at first they thought, "Sure, it's our lucky day. Eat, eat, carry this, go and hide, eat this. Then they realized, but this is too much, man. Mm -mm. We are not doing the right thing. So they went and called to the gatekeeper of the city. And they said, we went to the Syrian camp and surprisingly no one was there. Not a human sound. Only horses and donkeys tied and tents intact. And the gatekeeper called out and they told it to the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. You see, when people, when the Lord is waking out something, people will always have an excuse. They will tell you, no, it's not a miracle. Actually, you know, it's just, it was a coincidence. Why do coincidence only wait for your faith? Why don't these coincidences happen before you make a declaration? So this one now says, no, it's not, things are not happening. You know what the king of Syria has done? He knows that we are hungry, so they are pretending they go out there and leave things there, so that when we go there, they will catch us. It's a trap. Was it a trap? Mm -mm. So they know that we are hungry, therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field saying, When they came out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. And one of the servants answered and said, Please, let several men take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city. Look, they may may either become like all the multitude of Israel that are left in it. Indeed, I say, they may become like all the multitude of Israel left in. Therefore, they took two chariots with horses, and the king sent to them the direction of the Syrian army, saying, Go there. And they went after them to Jordan, and indeed all the roads were full of garments and weapons which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers turned and came and told the king. Now verse 16. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. It's not yet tomorrow. Tomorrow is coming. So a seer of fine flour was sold for a shekel, And two seers of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, the word of the Lord will surely come to pass. pass. Every promise that you've seen, stick with it. Because our God does not sleep, he does not slumber. When it was said tomorrow, it will be like this. Even if you are eating each other's children today. Tomorrow there will be so much food here. Somebody says, I don't believe it. By the way, even when we are teaching you here, some people don't believe. You find that we're telling you all these things that it will work and you keep on saying, Pastor, you know some are just privileged. You know, we are not all lucky like you. You know, Pastor, some of us are born to suffer. You know that reggae song? I heard it long, long ago. There was a song called, Born to Suffer, isn't it? <laughs> Imagine being born to suffer. Then you should not have been born. If you are just born to suffer, that cannot be. Okay? Your God wants to change your lot in life. And enter the new season. So the people went out and planted the Syrians, so, so this is what happened. Now verse 17. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand the, 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 he leaned to take charge of the gate. So the guy who, was, who said these things will not happen, the king now appointed him to say, you will control the crowds. You see what's happening now? Something is happening. The word was spoken. He says you will con- con- control the crowd. But the people trampled him in the gate. And he died, just as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came to him, down to him. So it happened just as the man of God had spoken to him, saying, Two seers of barley for a shekel, and a seer of fine flour for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow in the gate. Then the officer had answered the man of God and said, Now look, if the Lord would make windows of heaven, could such a thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat it. Verse 20. And so it happened to him. For the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Tell your neighbor, that's what happens to people who don't believe. Yeah. You just see it and you don't eat it. But this was even worse. He even had to die. He was trampled. Why? Because he was told. Imagine if when the man of God says tomorrow by this time there will be four deer in Samaria. And he says, we thank God. We thank God. Do you think he would have died? He would have also partook and eat. Now some of you, you are remaining hungry. You are dying wherever you are. Because you are not stepping out in faith. You are not believing God. You are not trusting God. So I am challenging you this day. I am saying your miracle is in motion. Whatever you believe in God for, the miracle is in motion just keep on saving god god has not forgotten your need tell your neighbor keep on saving god God. God god has not forgotten your need let me give you a scripture for that you remember when in the beginning after god created the heavens and the earth and everything and then he said it's not good for a man to be alone genesis 2 18. he says it's not good for a man to be alone i'll make him a suitable made for him. You know what happened? The next verse is, now God made, Adam now was busy to name animals. So he was busy with the kingdom of God, working for God. But then it was God's responsibility to make the woman, the wife for him. So when Adam was busy with God's mission, God was busy with Adam's need. Tell your neighbor, when Adam was busy with God's mission, God was busy with Adam's mission. With with, with Adam's need. You remember another story. When Daniel interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. He was indirectly interpreting his dream. You know that. Because he interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. But when Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. When he was interpreting the dream. His dream was also getting... Interpreted because he became king of Israel. So um, uh, he became king of Egypt. So it means, in all these things, as you are busy with the kingdom of God, I want us that as we enter the new season, this should be a season where you are consumed by the kingdom of God, where you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and know that all these other things shall be added to me. As I'm busy, I'm busying myself with God's kingdom. God will be busying himself with my knees. That's why the Bible says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Amen. Deuteronomy 28 says all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you as you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. So as you are busy obeying the voice of the Lord, your God, and serving God, your miracle and your blessings will be chasing after you. Amen. 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 Let's wind down now. Let's go to the book of... (coughs) Okay. I think I've got three or four more verses. We're beginning our descent. I just want to say to you, with these things now, as you enter the new season, we've heard that God can change things just in a twinkling of an eye. What you were used to, which used to take times and times and times, was because of the era that we're in. But as we enter into this season, may God be with you, and may your things be processed even at a time that you would even be surprised. But you know that God can do anything at any time as you trust him. But as we busy ourselves with God's kingdom, that's what I'm saying. I want to focus that. Don't focus more on things. Don't focus more on what God needs to do for you. Focus on what you will do for the kingdom and God will take care of your needs. To an extent that in these last days, people have to start. Okay, go with me to the book of... Acts chapter 17 verse 6. I will do it in the ESV. People of this world have to start seeing that you are different. And I believe that when we are here, can we start making an impact in life? That even when you leave this earth, people will feel your legacy remaining behind. You know, there are people who come here on earth and go away unnoticed. There are people who come on earth and go away with no impact. Okay? But may you be a person of impact. May you make an impact even wherever you are. In your communities, in your home, and wherever you are. Because look at this. These were (laughs) the Christians. They were causing so much commotion in the places where they were in. That people knew, yo, these ones, they are always causing commotion. It's Acts chapter 17 verse 6. When they could not find them... They dragged Jason and some of the uh, brothers before the city, authorities shouting, This men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. So they were looking for the disciples and the apostles because they were doing a lot of miracles and doing a lot of things. Now, when they were looking for them, they thought Jason had hidden them. So it says when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the authorities and saying, This man have turned the world upside down. Ask your neighbor. Do you turn the world upside down? Turn the world upside down. Amen. Amen. These men have turned the world upside down. It means when they have passed the place, you will sense that they were here. Amen. They leave a mark. Amen. Amen. I want to leave a mark. I don't know about you. Amen. I want that when I depart, I leave this earth, I will leave a mark. Amen. And it's not like It's just for others and not for others. The reason that you are born here on earth, it means there is something specifically that should be done by you. Because God does not duplicate things. In other words, there is no one else in this whole world to replace you. Amen. So it also means there is that special thing that needs to be done by you and you alone. So you can leave the mark. Okay. So even when Moses was born, the mother could see this one, he will leave a mark. He cannot die. He cannot be killed by the king of Egypt who will have to protect him. So some of you, you still have things to do. Amen. Refuse to die when you have something to do for the Lord. Amen. Even the fact that we're still going to build the house of the Lord. Especially if you know you will be part of it. And also the preachings and many souls that will still need to win to the kingdom. You need to say, "Ah, I'm not going. I still have something to do. There's something special that I must do. Because in Hebrews 11.23, TLB, Moses' parents had faith too. When they saw that God had given them an unusual child, they trusted that God would save him from death that the king commanded and they hid him for three months and were not afraid. So in other words, they realized that this child is an extraordinary child. There is an impact that this child will make here on earth. And therefore, this child cannot be killed with the others. So as we close, just tell your neighbor, be extraordinary. Extraordinary. Step out in faith. Okay, let's go to Hebrews 11, then we will take it with this one. Hebrews 11 8 and 13, the Passion Translation. <coughs> it says, Faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit. So he left the familiar to another territory. So he was also changing in season. So he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. Abraham stepped out in faith. So as we move to this new season, we'll need to step out in faith. So these heroes also died clinging to their faith, not receiving all that they had been promised. But they saw them beyond the horizon, the fulfillment of their promises, that's verse 13. And gladly embraced them from afar. They all lived their lives on earth as those who belong to another realm. So these are the things that I wanted to pick here as we're going to confess. That Abraham stepped out in faith. So as you move into your new season, you will need to step out in faith. You remember a week or two weeks ago, we were talking about when when uh, Joshua was to move into a new season, he was told, Moses, my servant, is dead. But then he kept on saying to him, be strong and very courageous. So in this season that you're stepping into, even when you meet oppositions, be strong and courageous. Step out in faith. Some of you, you know what you need to do. Whether it's a business, venture, or anything, step out in faith. As you are trusting God, step out in faith. But then it says... They live their lives on earth as those who belong to another realm. I want to live my life on earth as somebody who belongs to another realm. Because indeed I belong to another realm. I belong to the spiritual realm. Amen. So let's confess the following. Father, I thank you. For the new season. I thank you, Father. Father. That in this season, season, even things that used to take very long long, will be done done at a twinkling of an eye. eye. I thank you, Father, Father, that as I step out in faith, faith, my faith will be rewarded. rewarded. I thank you, Father, Father, that that this is the season to be sensitive to your spirit. I commit myself myself to stay tuned to your frequency. frequency. I don't want to miss your voice. I don't want to rush into things only to regret later. I want to to move with you. I want to move move at your your frequency. And I thank you, Father that even all my, 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 the words that are standing before me, they, be Lord, Lord, they, will Lord, Lord. they will come down as I sing my song of praise. And as I declare life, I declare life. Over, my bones, over my dry bones, they will live again. Will live again. I thank you, Father, thank you. that things that to me look impossible, To you it's such a simple matter, I thank you, may your will be fulfilled in my life, may your will be done in my life, preserve me for your purpose, in Jesus name.